0: Welcome to Direct Connections, where we explore workflow effectiveness through optimized information sharing and collaboration across robust real-time distribution technology. Hello everyone and welcome to a live edition of Direct Connections brought to you by IHSE. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Now, in the blink of an eye, workers across the United States went from commuting into an office every morning to making a much shorter trip to their home office or even their kitchen table. Now, this shift forced many companies to rush to create a work-at-home plan, which presents a host of challenges when it comes to protecting confidential company data. So what should companies do in this new age of hybrid and remote work to ensure they're protected from cyber attacks? Joining me today to talk about all of these things is Dan Holland, Marketing Manager at IHSE. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, Dan, and to get your expertise and your insights on this topic, which is an important one for, for many, many companies. So, Dan, take us back to February or March 2020 when companies started going remote. How did this make them more vulnerable to cyber attacks and to, uh, how did it make their, their valuable company data uh, more open to being hacked and that sort of thing?
1: You know, IHSE is a manufacturing company. We, uh, you know, we provide products and, you know, usually those products are, are set to, um, you know, to help people in their uh, secure environment. But um, what happened is, uh, like you said, the, uh, you know, the world changed uh, in a blink of an eye here. And so unfortunately, uh, just having the right hardware and the software in place is just really only part of the solution. Uh, for um, safety measures and securing computer and intellectual property, you know against all of these cyber attacks, viruses and malware. And um, as yeah, that's, more and that's, more companies are right. so, allowing these work at home options for the employees, you know these, these attacks are just increasing dramatically.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, what is it about people working from home that makes them more vulnerable and, and makes them, uh, I suppose, more uh, more apt to be uh, the victim of a cyber attack and, and for data to be stolen and things along those lines?
1: Mainly, it's uh, just the education part of it. Um, mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've set up some some tips to, to give you guys, um, uh, you know, an idea of some of the things to be looking at. Um, one of the uh, the analyst out there that was uh, that's recording all this stuff said there's there's roughly about 300,000 new pieces of malware that's created daily. These cyber crimes are increasing to, you know, almost 600% since uh, all of this covid has taken over and and the reason that um, you know, the increase is because uh people are just um, you know, using their their home computers instead of trying to uh to develop some kind of uh, you know, cyber plan so uh that's that's what we're seeing right now is, is that um people are just using their home laptops and hooking up to their home network and uh, it's you know just just much easier for people to to uh get in and do malicious stuff so um you know the the idea now is that uh, you know as as these uh attacks increase uh, you know people need to be more aware of what's going on um, I think there was a um, uh, cyber crime magazine uh, just uh, estimated that the uh, the cost right now for uh, data breaches is going to
0: exceed 6 trillion dollars. Wow. That's, that's a gigantic number, obviously. And you were talking about educating workers. Uh, IHSE has compiled six best practices and, and tips for companies to help protect themselves with, their, company, with their, their employees working from home, obviously. And you mentioned educate workers. That's, that's your first tip and that's, that's the first best practice that you listed here is, is just educating your workers with basic security knowledge. What sorts of things do you think workers need to be aware of when it comes to terms and threats? um, in the world of cybersecurity?
1: Well, the, uh, you know, the first tip is like we talked about, it's just, uh, educate your workers with basic security knowledge. One of the things that, uh, that I, I always hear is, you know, nobody cares unless you care. So, uh, you know, what that means is, is no one really pays attention to all of the data security until you tell them why it's important and, and you know, what impact it's going to have on the company. So, um, you know, what I, I like to do is to say, you know, you need to develop a plan, you know, as a business here is that you're going to have all these workers, um, you know, remotely and local. You need to come up with some kind of comprehensive uh, cybersecurity cyber awareness training plan that, uh, you know, you can educate your employees uh, on all these common threats. And um, some of those threats, um, you know, you I'm sure people know what they are, but, um, you know, just, just to go back over this stuff, uh, quickly is, uh, you know, the, one of the things is they call it phishing. People need to pay attention to, to all of these emails and where they come from, you know, roughly about 90, 91% of all cyber attacks right now are coming through emails. So, you know, somebody's going to send you an email and they're going to say, Hey, you know, we need your password or, you know, Hey, can you give me that login information? And, you know those are the most common types uh, that that are out there, and you know people that are not aware. The um, you know some of these um, bad actors are uh, you know they're they're doing very well here, if, uh, emulating what would look like a real email coming from somebody that's actually from your company. So you just need to pay attention to uh, to those kind of things. Um, another thing is uh, physical physical security. Um, you know if you're going to bring a uh, whether it's your home laptop or or one that's from the company is is if you have a home office you know if you have a, a lock lock the doors uh you know be cautious when somebody's in your house that you you don't know you know if you got guests coming in and you're not really sure who they are you know lock lock that up lock uh, lock your office if you have people coming in that's doing uh you know home repair services um, don't let them in your office without you know either you or or somebody that you can trust and um, you know if you're having confidential papers that are, you're bringing home from the office uh, lock them up in a desk drawer you know make uh, make sure that uh, that everything's uh locked and not inside of somebody that could see it as far as um desktop security you know i i always uh sometimes it's it's crazy but uh, you know if i'm not working on my computer i turn it off You know, disconnect the wireless, unplug the computer, you know. That's uh, just, it's uh, kind of a simple way of doing it. But, uh, you know, anytime you have your computer on, uh, somebody could actually hack in through some of your your network connections. So it's always best to just turn off your computer. Another thing is um, like uh, your uh, wireless networks. When you're uh, doing work at home, you may have gone down and bought you, uh, you know, Wireless switch from uh, you know one of the local suppliers like a Best Buy or Walmart or whatever, and uh, you just hook hook the thing up and uh, you know and you use the default uh, IP addresses which um, everybody's got. So it's real easy to go in and and uh, find those things. So you know it's always it's always good to go through and pay attention on how to set up a wireless network. And if you've got a you know one of your um, IT guys that can, uh, can help you set it up, um, you know, it's just going to be that much better. And the other thing is, uh, you know, a lot of these now come with um, VPN, the uh, virtual private network um, services built into them. So, you know, it's always good to use that. That's actually one of the other tips I've got. And then uh, the other one, which is uh, always the, the one people worry about most is the password security. You know, you, you need to use some kind of complicated uh, or complex uh, password. You know, don't use simple passwords like your birthdays and your kids' names and things like that. They're just too easy to uh, uh, to figure out. And interesting. Uh, a few months ago, I was reading that the two most common passwords was one two three four, and actually the word password. <laughs> so that's. That's not a good good thing. So um, and then uh, I, I guess the final thing would be, um, uh, you know, making sure that you have, um, you know, some, some good software for uh, protecting against viruses and malware. You really want to, as a company, pick one and uh, tell all of your, your work, work at home people to use the same software. Uh, There's there's a lot of good software out there. But what happens is, is that if everybody has a different version, uh, you know, there could be conflicts could create problems. So try to try to come up with a, you know, a a common
0: uh, antivirus software that uh, is used both um, for office and home. So Dan, you you covered a lot of great ground there and gave us a lot of really helpful and applicable tips when it comes to protecting uh, devices and computers, especially in a work from home environment. How has IHSE really handled this and what sorts of things did you all implement um, that you can share with us that that might help other people understand what steps you took and how they can do a similar thing?
1: Well, we've we've come up with a a new product uh, that's uh, called uh, Syrah. Uh, secure IP uh, Network uh, Interface. I forget what, it, what exactly it's called but, um, or what it stands for. But the, uh, the acronym is CIRA. And uh, what it is is basically a gateway that uh, allows you to uh, VPN to our uh, uh, KVM systems. And uh, our KVMs, which uh, you know, if you're not familiar with what that is, that's simply keyboard, video, mouse. And we create the display management systems that uh, connect, you know, large numbers of computers uh, through a switch fabric that allows people to uh, to access them locally, you know, at the office. And now with the CIRA, you can uh, connect to it uh, via a, uh, a remote uh, access gateway point. You know, we're the, the things that I'm talking about are the things that we've implemented into the uh, uh, to this product where... You know, security is a key factor. Uh, you want to make sure that, that the the points of connections that you send from a remote location are not, um, you know, running raw data. So basically what we do is, is we capture the graphics information, the keyboard and the mouse, and we encrypt that uh, into a, a transport stream that is um Uh, decoded uh, through our gateway so that it then talks to whatever's on the other side of our switch, you
0: know, whichever computers are in there. So, Dan, you also mentioned setting up a, a VPN access point. Uh, for the work-at-home employee, maybe some people haven't interacted with a VPN before, or aren't typically familiar with uh, with this type of technology and what it can do. Tell us, uh, give us a little bit of an introduction into a VPN and uh, the capabilities that it provides, and what it allows for 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 companies, especially from a, a data security perspective.
1: Sure, sure. So, you know, if you're an employee and you're you're working from home, it's it's really important that that. Uh, you know, you have some kind of secure and reliable way to connect uh, to your uh, company's uh, network systems. And uh, the way to do that is, is through uh, remote uh, access through uh, VPN or virtual private networks. And, uh, you know, why, why is it important? Well, first, it's um, a secure connection. Companies that uh, use these uh, VPNs, they establish the connection between you know, their network and the, uh, the devices that are used, um, you know, off-site, uh, an employee's uh, home or, or, you know, wherever that location may be. And uh, once this connection is done, then the, uh, you know, the employees can have uh, access to the resources that's, uh, you know, given to them through, you know, certain privileges and password accesses and things like that, uh, just as if their device was was at the house or at their home. Or office, I'm sorry. Uh, Second, uh, it encrypts the data. So through a, um, you know, what they call a a virtual tunnel, which is taking the the data that is uh, from the employee's device at home and then connects it directly to the network. And this tunnel of uh, data is then uh, uh, protected through some uh, encryption and security protocols, which keeps all of the data private. And then uh, the third is just, you know, again, data security. Uh, the most important benefit of the, of the VPN is data security. It's uh, encrypted. So, you know, even if um, somebody happens to hack in and capture some of the data, they, they're really not going to be able to do anything with it because it's basically just data.
0: Yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was well put. You know, and you also talked just about uh, password security and choosing good passwords is obviously important. And that goes into the educational aspect that you were talking about. Uh, but also, having two level password protection is something that drives me crazy when I'm trying to log into something quickly. But also, I know keeps us secure. And so, uh, while sometimes it may cause me to beat my head against the wall, two level password protection is something that is is vitally important when it comes to protecting data and protecting sensitive information.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's I think you're seeing that everywhere now. It's it's a really important feature. You know, it's sometimes it's a pain when you have to go through all of that. But uh, I think in the long run, it's it's uh, a really important thing right now to, to protect all of your um, your important uh, data and intellectual property. And uh, right now, I guess the most popular way is what they call two factor authentication or they abbreviate two uh, FA? and uh this is a you know it's a process that gives uh, web services and um uh you know other um uh, online services the um uh, secondary access to to the account own, uh, owner and uh this is to uh, verify your your login attempts so why is it important well uh, you know if you just even if you got a uh, a good password uh it's it's just really not enough hmm. because Credentials can leak. Uh, you know, it, it's maybe not uh, you know by any anybody's fault, or it, it's just too easy to to breach a network when uh, when somebody just knows what that password is. So uh, by using the uh, the you know the two factor authentication, or you know even they call it a, a two step verification, it involves um, you know that step where the uh, uh, the extra layer. Uh, comes into play, and that could be, you know, an email that, that's sent to you saying, hey, you know, here's a code number, type this in. could be a text message to your phone. And in some cases, uh, it could be, um, you know, like a, a biometric method, um, you know, facial recognition, fingerprint scanning, uh, those kind of things that, uh, you know, even some of your high-end, you know, government or security or uh, you know, more classified environments. They're using things like that. But uh, you know, no matter which method is used, um, uh, the two-factor authentication is really important, uh, even for the home home environment. Seems like it might be a hassle now, but I, I think in the
0: long run, you know, uh, the it's it's going to stop a lot of headaches down the road. Yeah, short-term hassle to protect from long-term headaches is uh, is a trade-off I'm willing to make um absolutely so one of the other tips that you list is usb security talk to us a little bit about that and the importance of that that's not something that you hear about too too often but we do know that usb memory sticks and things along those lines are used quite a bit around offices and and in those types of settings tell us about usb security and why this is on the list and why this is an important thing
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's uh that's that one said, uh, people don't pay too much attention to it, but, uh, you know, this is, it, it can cause some really big security headaches. Um, you know, uh, any of your um, uh, government facilities right now, just uh, absolutely, uh, pr- you know, they, they do not want any kind of uh, USB devices, and mainly because uh, it's just real easy to uh, to put some malicious software on it, and you don't even know it. So, uh, you know, even if you have a security um policy in place with these USB devices workers, uh, you know, they may not understand, um, you know, what the the USB security guidelines means. You know, many times people, uh, they'll they'll copy both non-critical and confidential information on the same device. This creates a a problem, especially if the device is lost or stolen. Usually uh, it's straightforward to find where um, someone has, you know, hacked your system over the network. But if you got a USB flash drive or jump drive, it's going to be more more difficult to track, especially, you know, if uh, people are taking them to uh, some remote work environment. When it comes to uh, to USB drives, um, I think the best policy is to, to never use a thumb drive unless you know where it came from. So uh, don't, uh, don't use it if it's been plugged into a computer that um, doesn't have any kind of security measures in place. And if you have to use the thumb drives, and, you know, I know everybody everybody does. I mean, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. You can buy them. You know, people give them away. We give them away as well. One of the things I'd recommend is is that uh, you activate um, the USB scanning or, you know, whatever kind of a security or uh, antivirus software you have. That uh, you activate that, so when the USB is plugged in, it it does a quick scan just to to make sure that you don't have any malware or malicious programs uh, loaded on it. Hmm. Uh, if possible, I would um, say uh, hand out your own um, um, USB devices as a company, and maybe give them uh, serial numbers. There's also ways where you can tag the firmware so that you know it's it's your your you know it's your uh, USB device. And you know, lastly, is—it's is, a one, probably one of the most radical approaches right now. But uh, there's companies out there that make these tamper-proof um, plug-in that uh, you know—they're little plug-in plastic pieces that uh, cover cover the USB ports. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a company called Smart Keeper that makes these. uh their, their physical security plugs. Little small devices and they snap in and, and the only way that you could get them out is you have a, a security key to, uh, to unlock them. So if you've got uh, you know company uh, assets, you know laptops or computers that you're going to
0: give to your remote worker, you know that's maybe something to consider. Really, really good advice and, and really smart. Um, from your perspective there. So uh, another thing that, that has been challenging for companies is that some people might be using personal devices to access things like VPNs and, and things like that. How should companies handle that particular uh, challenge when it comes to cybersecurity of people u- logging on and using networks, using personal devices that may be more vulnerable than, than maybe a company laptop or something like that? Um, talk to us a little bit more about the, the challenge of personal devices.
1: Yeah, well, that's the uh, uh, backing up a little bit here. The, you know, the best thing is, is that uh, for your remote workers, uh, you know, I, I would try to uh, to dedicate a, a business laptop or a computer, uh, you know, that way the, uh, you know, the uh, your IT guys can set everything up for the remote employees and everything will be considered, you know, configured to the same level of security uh, as those uh, in the office uh, environment. You know, this could probably cost the company a lot of money, but uh, again, I think it saves you a lot of headaches in the future. But, um, you know, back to your point is that if you have to use, you know, uh, uh, the, your employer's uh, own computers and networks to, uh, to set these things up, you know, the bottom line to remember is that introducing this personal computer uh, to your work environment, it um, puts puts your network at risk. So you need to make sure that you have uh, reputable antivirus software installed. Uh, you need to make sure that you have uh, you know proper corporate guidelines on how you use the network when you log in, how you log in. You need to make sure that you have the right uh, firewall protections. You know there's it's real easy to punch holes in these ports. Uh, just, you know, make sure that, that um, the uh, laptops are set up uh, accordingly. And, and then again, back to the things we were talking about previously, this is just, um, you know, password security. You know, make sure that, that the, uh, the person has proper credentials and proper ways of getting in, whether it's a VPN or, or you know, some kind of uh, physical device like a badge scanner or a card
0: reader or some kind of biometrics. Excellent stuff. And, you know, one of the other things and the the sixth and final tip that, that is on the list is having a plan for backups, right? Uh, we, we've all had that experience maybe where something has been deleted and lost and there wasn't a backup of it and, and, and things of that nature. How should people handle how can companies handle backups to make sure that they don't lose important data and important information? Um, that's a really important thing as well, right? And you can't just have it on one laptop or one device, right? Backups have to be uh, a little bit more comprehensive. So talk to us about that and and maybe the challenge of just making sure that you have a plan in place to, uh, for, for good backups when it comes to data and information.
1: Yep, one of the worst things in any organization is to lose all that critical data because it wasn't backed up you know, these um, cyber criminals, they're increasing their uh, attacks on remote access. So it's uh, really critical that you, uh, you know, you figure out ways of, uh, you know, preventive measures of backing up all of your information. And uh, it's critical to to understand the difference between a backup to like a local storage device for a home computer versus a full backup that's, uh, you know, at your company office. You know, in a, a work at home environment, you know, just having a backup on your desktop or putting it, uh, you know, on one of the USB drives, that's, uh, that's really not adequate because that uh, information is, is not um, in your possession. It's, it's sitting somewhere other than your, your office or your, you know, your IT department or, you know, wherever you have it locked up. So if uh, this information is, uh, you know, even though you backed it up, if it gets lost or stolen, it's, um, it's gone there's nothing you can do about it so uh you know if if uh, your workers are using personal computers in the office it, it's just uh, another potential security problem it's, uh, the data could be lost in you know a different number of ways here you know I'm not trying to, to throw blame here but there could be human error you know they just forgot to do it or or did it wrong Um, you know you could have your uh, uh, hardware could could go bad you know the hard disk goes out you know if you don't have it backed up you know what are you going to do and then of course the one we're talking about now is uh, cyber attacks if somebody can get in there and and uh, uh, lock your computer out you know ransomware right now is probably one of the biggest uh, threats out there Mm -hmm. Uh, if you uh, you click on the wrong website it locks you out uh, and uh, you know you're your entire system could be gone just uh, in a blink of an eye. You know, although workers may have their own backup methods for home use, uh, you really shouldn't be used for storing company information. Uh, the company should give give guidelines and, um, and you know, and that's what should be used. So if, uh, you know, if an employee or a worker, if they decide to leave or terminate it, it becomes a serious concern. Uh, you know what happens with the uh, the data if it's erased lost or you know for some reason they they actually contaminate it with a the virus themselves so uh just you know just make sure you have good backup
0: plans in place to protect your data it's well worth it the time and effort Great, great advice from from Dan Holland here, marketing manager at IHSE. Uh, Dan, as we start to wrap up our conversation today, I want to turn the floor over to you just to give any final thoughts or anything that you want listeners and, and viewers of this this episode to walk away with here today. Uh, what's something that you want to leave them with? Either just a final word, uh, some final advice, or, uh, or maybe even something that we haven't touched on yet. So the floor is yours, Dan. Uh, take it away just for any uh, final comments here on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. I, I think it would probably be uh, good to mention uh, another one of our products as well. I, I talked about CIRA earlier, but um, uh, just uh, real quickly here is we have our new uh, uh, NIAPS units uh, for uh, Secure Government Defense Solutions. Uh, NIAPS is a National Information Assurance Partnership. What this is, is an organization that uh, goes through and, and uh, does rigid testing for um uh, devices, uh, desktop type devices to make sure that, um, uh, you know, in classified environments that uh, the data is, is uh, secured. There's no uh, data linkage through keyboard mouse connections. Uh, we've just uh, recently introduced our version uh, for the uh, NIAPS, what they call the uh, PPPSD 4.0. So uh, can't remember what all that stands for. It's just more government acronyms here, but... Uh, uh, these fall under our 487 series of extenders, and they uh, support both display and HDMI. So, for government, more secure, high-end, classified, like skiffs, uh, command and control rooms, uh, where it's really critical on uh, you know the uh, classified, secure data, uh, we do
0: have those those devices as well. Excellent stuff, Dan Holland Marketing manager at IHSE. Dan, where can people go to find more information about this sort of thing uh, to, to get more information from IHSE? I know you have your six tips. Where can people go to maybe read more and, and to learn more about uh, what you guys do as a company and, and some more of the tips and tricks that you talked about here today.
1: The easiest place to go is, is online at uh, So on there we have uh, podcasts you know posted links to our podcast. We have white papers case studies, data sheets, as uh, well as corporate news, featured products. And uh, we've also got a uh, an online
0: configuration program where you can go through and pick the devices and build a system yourself. Fantastic stuff. A lot of tools, a lot of information at your disposal on IHSE's website. So make sure to go visit there and learn more today. Dan, thank you so much for joining me here on this episode of the podcast, Direct Connections. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed it. Absolutely, I did as well. And everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Direct Connections from IHSE. We'll be coming your way very, very shortly. But for this one, for my guest today, Dan Holland, i your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.